You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is the one and only Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir? We, we, we actually got some information from the Cowboys. Like people are giving us talks and telling us how things are. It's, 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 it's amazing. We're, it's it's slowly rolling in, so I'm 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 hyped about it. But it's it's actually not a ton of information at the same time. So, it, is it fair to say football is back? I listen. I tweeted least- I tweeted it out earlier. I was like, "Well, happy football season!" Because this, yeah, I mean, for people like us that 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 like you know are reading all this stuff every single day. Yeah, this is this is football season. You know, like we're gonna start getting information that's relative to the new Cowboys football season. So. I yeah. think, yeah. To me, this is this is this is football season for for a, for a portion of the Cowboys fandom. So we've got a really busy show for you guys today. But before we do that, a bit of uh, a programming note here uh, before we start. Uh, Landon, you're going to be out at Cowboys camp, I believe. Is it this week or next week? This week, yeah. I should hopefully be out there Thursday and Friday, as as far as things are planned. And we're going to be doing something a little bit different for the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Uh, you're going to be doing some Periscope shows uh, out there, taking questions, talking about what you saw at camp. Uh, we're actually going to take that Periscope, uh, kind of make it into a podcast. Uh, you'll hear me a little bit on it at the beginning and the end. Um, but just tell the people where they can find your Periscope set and what you're going to be covering. Yeah, so definitely you know, check me out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Uh, I, I also might be doing some from the uh, other podcast accounts that I'm on, uh, the Best Coast Boys. So that one is... There you at, go, promote that. Yeah, I got to throw that in. At, at Best Coast Boys with a Z instead of a, an S. Um, and so uh, just check out those two. Either way, if you follow McCoolBCB, I, I will, should retweet out the links. Uh, and otherwise, I know not everyone's got Periscope, not everyone's got Twitter. Uh, and that's why this is perfect. For, so we're going to basically just copy that uh, and, and you know put, put it into podcast form. I'm sure Marcus will probably pop on early and then mock me first so I, in a way that I can't <laughs> defend myself. Uh, and, then, uh, and then, yeah, and, and then present the, and present the whatever chat I have with the people on Periscope uh, walking back from uh, the first few days of practice. Awesome. Um, I'll make sure to tweet those out from both my account and the Locked On Cowboys account. Um, So let's go ahead and get into today's show. We're going to preview the Cowboys training camp. Uh, All the Cowboys players reported on Tuesday night, and their first practice is on Thursday, and that's likely the day you are going to be listening to this podcast. Uh, We've got a little Twitter game for you guys. Before we do that, um, we're going to talk about the Cowboys press conference. Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, Jason Garrett uh, had their annual kickoff press conference today. We just got done listening to it. Uh, it was about an hour long. Uh, not a ton to take away from it, but there was one interesting story uh, about David Irving. Uh, there was a report that came out this week that David Irving is in a rehab facility um, and Jerry Jones discussed that there's probably a good chance you're not going to see David Irving at all in Oxnard and maybe not in Dallas when they return for training camp. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Jerry Jones' statement? 
Yeah. I mean, I got a ton of thoughts about it, but <laughs> uh, I mean, just to kind of concisely get to it, um, you know, I, I think you know, we know that he's not going to be uh, – that he's suspended the first four games of the season. I, I think that a lot is feeding into some of the confusion about will he be back when they get back to Dallas because there's like – you know, I, I think there's probably only – a week or a week and a half of training camp that actually happens in Frisco before it actually becomes technically part of the regular season. So yep. I think that that's, that that's maybe why there's some confusion here. And, and also just, I wanted to comment on the fact that there was just general vagueness. I, I, I think to me, that's very intentional. And again, like I, I have a little bit of experience with, with this kind of realm, uh, you know, having been in an alcohol treatment center that, that, you know, they don't work on schedules like the NFL does, you know, like they're, they're not going to be, you know, going through this process of trying to get a person healthy and, and, and dealing with their alcohol and drug problems uh, on us on the, on anyone else's timeline. So I, I think that one of the part of the reason that they decided to do this is like, they looked at, you know, the fact that, that he's going to be unable to, uh, you know, play the first four, the first month of the season. Anyways, they thought that this might be a good opportunity because if they have a little stretch of time to actually get him into a situation where he can make himself better, you know, make himself healthy. He has dealt obviously with a lot of issues off the field in the previous year. Uh, he wants to get into a rehab center. Uh, I think there's obviously when you go into a center like that, it you know sometimes you get you stay for ninety days. Sometimes you stay as long as you need to get better. You know, so we don't really know when he went in. All we know is that the the timeline that the Cowboys have given us is vague. I, to me, that is probably because treatment is not set at certain timelines. So I wouldn't look at that. I think everyone's going to immediately kind of look at this as a bad situation, as, as a negative situation. And, and, and obviously, to a certain degree, you know, on, on paper, it is a bad situation that if you have to go into a rehab center. But I think it's actually a very positive step for David Irving because I think, you know, this is a guy who is clearly at least trying to make efforts to make himself better. Uh, he recognizes that he has issues and that a lot of the kind of messed up stuff has happened to him in this offseason has affected him and that clearly it's triggered some, you know, drug and alcohol stuff. And he's taking steps. Uh, I don't know how involved the team is, but they are taking steps to make him uh, you know, better as a person. I think looking at what happened with Randy Gregory is obviously a good positive way to say, hey, this is how you're going to get yourself better. So they're taking advantage of this little window. Uh, and I think, you know, as far as when he gets out, that's probably going to be between David and his doctors. And I don't know if the Cowboys are even going to be involved in that decision at all. And remember, it's not all that important that David Irving is at training camp because he's going to be gone for the first four weeks of the season, anyways. It's more important that he they you know they get David Irving right, and that when he comes back in week five and week six, that he is you know mentally and physically ready to go. I I guess I don't see the big benefit of him being out here in you know the early parts of training camp, anyways, because all he's going to do is take away snaps from guys that. You know, need to be prepared for well, the first month of the season, especially in relation to his health. He gets yeah, exactly. Right. Yes, yeah. right. All right. Um, anything else from Cowboys uh, opening kickoff of the press conference? Anything other noteworthy? I'll, I'll just add in Randy Gregory uh, did not do the conditioning drill today, but they did said did say he is uh, up to 242 pounds. We remember coming out of the draft, he was around 235 pounds. Uh, they said he's in good shape. 
Uh, not going to do a whole lot to start camp. They're going to kind of ease him in because he's been away from football so long. But it does sound like he's in pretty good shape. Uh, and it shouldn't be too long before he is back making football plays. But anything else you want to add? I think they were caught off guard by how quickly they he got cleared to come back. I think maybe so. I think they just, yeah. they're sticking with the initial plan of hey, let's let's ease him in slowly so we can avoid you know some of the soft tissue issues that you know obviously are probably going to come up at some point. Um, uh, you know, can I just uh, add in real quick, yeah. real, right, right there? Uh, I think they were surprised because they looked at some of these other situations like Martavis Bryant last year, who was reinstated in April, but didn't actually get to practice until, man, almost the end of training camp. I remember he missed the first uh, preseason game because he still wasn't fully reinstated. Uh, for, for Randy to be reinstated basically, what, two days after we found out and be able to practice and do everything on the field, uh, that's quite a bit of good news for Dallas. Yes, and, and I, th- I mean, I think everything with, with Randy is – you know, it's all positive. I think obviously with David, it's it's a little bit more murky. The rest of the, the press conference was essentially kind of rehashing a lot of the storylines we've heard all throughout training camp. So nothing really noteworthy. I mean, a lot of stuff about the anthem and stuff that we're not going to talk about on here. And uh, so, you know, I, I think uh, I think overall, like it, it was it was a lot of just kind of going over. Everyone's just ready to see stuff and stop talking about it, I think. Yeah, including us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and let's play our little game. So uh, inspired by Riley Amon, a great follow on Twitter, uh, we're going to make some picks before the Cowboys actually kick off camp. And a lot of these have to do with guys that we're looking forward to seeing training camp. Um, we're going to have this more centric in, in terms of looking at these guys through a training camp lens and, and not so much the regular season. So I've got eight different categories. Um, Landon, I sent you this list pre-show. We have not talked about uh, our picks, so it's going to be kind of a surprise to see uh, who we decided on. But uh, we'll go ahead and start with this one. Who is your breakout guy to watch heading into training camp this year? Okay, so I selected Lael Collins because I, I really think that, um, you know, a second year at the position at right tackle, uh, the improvement that he's going to get under Alexander, I think that there's going to be, uh, you know, some marked uh, imp- in, you know, gains there. Uh, I, I think that he's got the uh, the mentality and, and the skill set uh, to to you know really be special at the position, um, it, you know really my only concern even last year was just the initial change, um, but he's he's done it and and he's got a year's worth of of you know reps and and, and practice there and he's t- spent the entire off season there again. Uh, I, I'm I think Leo Collins is ready to take another step forward, um, and I think that I really start I really do think. That, that that right side of the offensive line is about to become extremely devastating. Mm, that's a good one. Uh, I'm really excited to see Lyle in year two at right tackle. Uh, I went with Taco Charlton. Mm. Um, I know a lot of people aren't excited about Taco, and I, I posted uh, a question on Twitter today. It's like, what, how many sacks would it take from Taco this year to be satisfied with this selection? And, you know, the number that you keep getting from people is around five or six I think that's possible. Uh, if you remember last year from training camp, they basically had to rebuild Taco from the the very beginning. 
Uh, this is the guy they had to reteach every single move. Mm. Uh, I remember the Hall of Fame game. It was just spin move after spin move after spin move. But by the time you got to the regular season, you start you started to see some of that improvement in terms of his pass rushing skill. Uh, he's bulked up a little bit this year. Looks like he's in a little bit better shape. Uh, I think he's going to be one of these guys that will know right away uh, how much he has improved, if he's improved at all. So um, with Gregory going to take some time to probably get back, with David Irving being out, I think Taco is going to be a guy that gets a lot of snaps. And I'm actually expecting to see a pretty big leap from him in year two. Uh, let's go to our next category, Comeback Kid. I have a feeling we have the same answer for this one, but Lane and I will let you go first. Who is your Comeback Kid well, for the 2018 season? Well, I mean, it's it's it feels... It feels pretty tough to choose anyone other than Jalen because, I mean, it just seems like it's, you know, he's he's been talked about all season. It's been the, you know, this has been the, the you know, the, I feel like really this offseason was, was, even from the beginning, the, the point to which we've all pointed at as the, the place where we're going to actually find out about Jalen Smith. And, 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 I and I think it's, you know, he, he's done nothing but continue to meet those goals. And I think that we, again, need to stop and give him and the Cowboys training staff and the, uh, the front office and, and all everyone involved credit because at, at no point have they been off or wrong about where Jalen Smith is. You know, they've been very clear and very uh, uh, upfront about it, I think. And I think other people have taken things and run with it and, 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 and you know, gone crazy about it. But Jalen Smith has quietly made the progress that was promised up front. And I think we are now arriving to the point of uh, it's time. Like, let's let's see it. And I and I from the you know the reviews that we've heard and seen, it sounds like he's arrived there physically. So, you know, we heard a little bit more about Stephen Jones from Stephen Jones, again, re- referring to trying to use all three linebackers and using Jalen Smith as a pass rusher. And to me, that, again, sounds like a guy who's got explosion, you know, and that they've seen things that uh, they expect, uh, you know, more from Jalen Smith. They Again, uh, my theory about Jalen is the same as it's always been. They don't need to hype up Jalen the way that they do hype up Jalen. So they must continue to feel excited about him because they're going out of their way to to, to talk about him. Otherwise, they could just you know they otherwise they could just you know they just drafted a linebacker in the first round. They could easily talk about him even more. So, but but they they've gone out of their way to mention Jalen Smith. So uh, again, I'm not exactly sure yet on how they'll deploy him. I think a combination of Mike. And Sam, and then some pass rush stuff, and then uh, LVE will be rotated in there as well. Uh, but I think that what we will see is a physically greatly improved Jalen Smith uh, with a year of experience under his belt, and and I think that that potentially could be, you know, very very significant for this defense this year. So you mentioned Jalen Smith as a comeback kid, and that's a great choice. I know Stephen. Uh, mentioned how you need to have multiple linebackers to make it through a 16-game season. Uh, Jalen's a great choice. Uh, mine's Randy Gregory oh, uh, after well, missing two years yeah, of I guess football. That's, a, that's the obvious choice. Yeah, yeah. Obvious. But that's we, we've talked about Gregory a lot on this podcast, but just to see him back on the football field is absolutely incredible when you consider the kind of the journey that he's had to go through uh, the last two seasons. Uh, this might be my favorite question. Who do you see as the rising star of the Cowboys training camp this season. <laughs> okay, so this may be my first chance to kind of give a hot take, but oh, oh good, I'm waiting. <laughs> let's let's hear it. I, I think Michael Gallup is going to be a star. 
and and I think Ooh. and I think we might start to see it early this year, and and I'm, I'll give a couple reasons why. Um, and first of all, if you guys don't follow Matt Harmon, um, who is you know he just left at NFL.com and he's moved on to Yahoo Fantasy, uh, a fantastic follow. Everyone should make sure you check him out. Uh, don't know his handle off the top of my head, but if you Google Matt Harmon, I'm sure you will find it. But I know he's with Yahoo Fantasy. He did. He he's also a huge uh, uh, Michael Gallup fan. Uh, wrote a great article. A long time ago, I think you know during the 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 the, uh, the draft process about about him and and just you know the, the different variety of of, of uh, success he's had at different uh, routes and that sort of thing. I, I just it just feels like if you look at his reception perception, which is the proprietary uh, 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 you know kind of mixture of of, of statistics with uh, the how. A receiver runs each particular route in the route tree. It's actually really cool if you haven't seen it before. It's it lays out all the different routes in one graphic, and it gives you a percentage of success uh, for each route, and then how often that that player also ran those routes. If you look at how uh, at, at at Gallup's, it really matches up well. Uh, I think with what this offense wants this player to do. Um, but I think even more than that, the reason I think young wide receivers struggle early in the season is because they don't have the technical skill to win against press coverage. And I think that uh, I think that press coverage is an Achilles heel to 90% of uh, uh, young wide receivers, especially young wide receivers that are, you know, high expectation guys. They come in and they just face a different type of coverage that they just never and, and uh, from a different type of athlete that they've ever faced before. So uh, I think the Cowboys benefit from the fact that Michael Gallup, uh, according to Harmon's you know, study there, uh, faced more press coverage than any other eligible uh, receiver coming out of college and, and, and had mm-hmm. a, a reasonable level of success. And I, and I think that combined with the fact that he has a general advanced level of technical skill is going to provide for him an opportunity to be productive early in his career. And I think that ability combined with the vacuum of production that is currently in the Cowboys wide receiver core is going to combine for a, a Michael Gallup to potentially have a, a, a an outstanding year uh, even early on. So uh, that's why I chose Michael Gallup is I think opportunity is there. I think, uh, uh, you know, the ability to shine early in a position that norm- players don't normally shine is there. Uh, and so I think, uh, that's why you know you could see a, a, a very quick rise for a young player. I remember Matt Harmon compared him to a, a like a Michael Crabtree type of player, and he kind of has that same edge that he plays yeah. with. Where you can play him uh, out of the slot, you can play him out wide. And he just he's going to battle cornerbacks every single play. Uh, that's a great call. I, I would not be surprised to see Gallup be the Cowboys' best receiver by the end of the season. Uh, for my rising star. Uh, I'm going to pick Chidobi Awuzie. I, I just think last year we just got to see a very small sample of what he could be in the NFL. Uh, I know Pro Football Focus absolutely loves him. Uh, he set a record last year for the fewest yards allowed per coverage snap uh, in the NFL that they've ever had before. Uh, I think Awuzie, with his size, athleticism, his versatility, uh, and with Chris Richard being the new you know, passing game coordinator, I think Awuzie could develop into a top 15 cornerback in the NFL right away. He just has so much natural talent. 
uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see early in camp uh, these receivers really struggling to get away from him. Uh, I think the Cowboys are going to use him uh, to match up against number one receivers. I think you're going to see him uh, moving all around the field. Uh, I just think he is a true weapon that the Cowboys have in their secondary. He's just waiting to explode uh, and having a great season. Uh, our next one. That's who I picked. By, Don't real quick, forget that, that's, that's who I picked as well before I deleted and put Michael Gallup. So I, I very much yeah. agree. That's all. Okay, good. I think I think everybody is waiting for the Chidobi Wuzier uh, camp breakout. Yep. So let's go to our next one, and it's don't forget about who. Who do you have, Landon? Tavon Austin, uh, because I think you know we, we're going to talk about a lot of these other guys, and, and and Tavon's role kind of is undefined, and and I think everyone is you know kind of had their conversation about what's Tavon, who's Tavon, blah blah blah. blah. I think now we're going to start to see exactly what the what they're thinking here. I mean, they're going to try a whole bunch of different stuff with him, and I, you know, I think his role as kind of an on-field constraint to Zeke is going to allow him to get in, into positions where he's going to thrive. They're going to be able to, to use. Tavon and Zeke as distractions from each other in order to get preferable situations for each player with numbers or in space. And so uh, obviously I think Zeke is going to be the person who is going to take the very, 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 very vast majority of the touches there. Um, but Tavon's speed is going to make defenses think twice. And, and, and to the point where even when they decide not to take think twice and they decide to focus on Zeke, uh, that's gonna, you know, then suddenly you throw out a screen pass to Tavon out in the in the flat by himself, and he's got numbers and he's gone. So I I just feel like he may not get a whole bunch of touches, and that's fine. But the but the but the threat of him, the threat of him getting the ball in space and and him getting the ball on the run, uh, is enough to actually change and have an effect on a defense. I'm going to pick a different receiver, and that's Cole Beasley. Uh, I know a lot of people are down on the Cowboys wide receiver core, and for good reason. Uh, but before the 2017 season, Beasley was thought of as you know one of the top three or four slot receivers in the NFL. Uh, if they can find another consistent outside receiver, I think they'll be okay. Uh, Beasley is still, man, he's still really hard to guard one-on-one. There's not many guys that can single-handedly cover him. I still think he's going to be Prescott's favorite option on third down, especially with Jason Witten gone and Des Bryant gone. I think you'll see more uh, targets and plays designed to Beasley. Don't forget about him. I know his last year wasn't outstanding. I know he dealt with some injuries, but Beasley is still a good player, and I still think he's going to be a big part of this Cowboys offense. Our next uh, category is needs to rebound. Who do you think needs to have a big year after a down 2017 season? Well, just to kind of continue on, Cole Beasley. I I I, I, I think you know he uh, not not you know necessarily like he had a bad season or that he performed below expectation. I mean, I think ultimately his production was below expectation, but I don't know that he necessarily played poorly. I just think that he got a lot more attention and and that attention was not being pried away by anyone else uh, on the outside or you know anyone at any point. You know, because he made it such a living on third downs, um I think that it made it you know it made teams have to focus heavy heavy uh, attention inside on him and i think that the cowboys now have adjusted for that and are hopefully going to find more ways to scheme him specifically open or or at least force teams to 
choose between double teaming him or focusing on a run play versus Zeke and allowing Cole to get into one-on-one situations where he's, you know, very hard to beat. So uh, I think that Cole, you know, is going to not, you know, I I don't think we're going to see a a wavering yet, you know, in his actual on-field production. I think that there's going to be just hopefully better opportunity for him this season. I agree. Um, Mine is... Ezekiel Elliott. And it's not that Zeke had a bad yeah. year last year. It just wasn't the same year that we saw in 2016 and for good re- reason. Yeah. Obviously he had the off-field stuff that was hanging over him. Uh, the offensive line didn't perform the same. Uh, and he, I just think Zeke, it took him a little while to get into shape. I'm not fat shaming him or anything yet. Um, but last year, you could see the first couple of weeks of the season, he didn't look the, like the same player we saw last year. By the end of the year, he looked fine. Uh, the Cowboys need Zeke to be a absolutely dominant player. They need him to perform uh, at a Pro Bowl and All-Pro level for this offense to work. And he can do it. I, I still think he is the best running back in the league uh, when you factor in everything that he can do on the football field, uh, when you factor in his ability to win in the short yardage and on big plays and the passing game, it, you know, blocking, he can do it all. They need him to be a superstar again this year, and I think he will as long as he's healthy. Um, our next category is dark horse players to watch. Can you give me one or two dark horse players to watch during the Cowboys training camp? Well, you already spoke about Taco, and that was one of the mine. Uh, so we don't, I don't need to go into him too much, but I, I think you covered it pretty well. I, I think he's going to make his living as a as a left end and as a as an inside outside guy this year. Uh, so uh, you know, if he can get a reasonable four to five sacks, if he can get a, be a good solid defensive run player. That's that's a great second year for for what we are asking him to do. Um, Deontay Thompson was my other dark horse, and I, mm. and I think that you know he's kind of been a lot of you know speaking of forgotten people on this. And he listen, he doesn't come in with elite pedigree or anything like that, and he definitely wasn't you know very uh, uh, you know thought of I guess or 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 celebrated free agent signing. I I guess what as the way I put it, but uh, he comes in with a skill set that I think is unique to the team. Uh, I think he is, you know, a better deep threat version of Terrence Williams. I, 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 I think Terrence Williams does some other things, you know, better than him, obviously. But I think Deontay Thompson is a guy who he can throw blocks. He can he he can do all. He, you know, he started out as a special teamer, so he knows how to do a variety of different things, and that's how he made his living, not just as a, a kick returner, but on on the actual teams as well. So he can do things like block on the move, but but beyond that, he he makes his living as a speed merchant. He can get past the defenses, not just you know getting even with the cornerbacks, but running past the safeties and getting wide open and 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 catching in space. So I think you know people talk about Dak Prescott and his uh, ability or inability ability to uh, you know, th- throw downfield. I don't know that it's that or is that a lack of you know wanting to throw it downfield. I think it's more that he likes to see it wide open when he throws it down the field. He doesn't like the 50-50 ball throwing. It just isn't a, a, as comfortable throwing it that way. I think Thompson sure. is a guy who is going to be more of a, hey, I'm wide open. I, I, I'm gone. I've got two steps on the guy. Uh, you just need to put it out in front of me. So, uh, and I and I think that that could again, like Tavon Austin, maybe he doesn't make a, a bunch of huge plays every single game, but one or two huge big plays from this guy, uh, just like Tavon Austin, is enough to make every defense kind of pucker up a little bit every single time that you see him get into the huddle. 
So you mentioned a guy that's going to create big plays on offense. I'm thinking about a guy that's going to convert the the tough third downs and maybe contribute as a blocker, and that's Noah Brown. Uh, I, I know... I know Noah Brown doesn't have the athleticism that everybody wants. He doesn't have the speed, but my goodness, his hands are just so strong. And the Cowboys felt comfortable enough to put him on the field as a as a seventh round rookie. And we know that seventh round picks don't hard they hardly make rosters. Uh, they rarely get playing time. And for a, a seventh round pick at receiver to come in and give the Cowboys snaps, I think that tells you what they think of Noah Brown going forward. Uh, I, I don't expect him to be a star, but I think that's going to be a guy that, you know, maybe by the end of the season creeps his way up into the top four of the Cowboys receivers. It would not surprise me at all. Uh, one other one that I'm going to mention is Cameron Kelly, the cornerback safety mm. hybrid out of San Diego State. I'm curious to see what Chris Richard's going to do with him. Where is he going to play? I have a feeling that most of his snaps are going to come on special teams. But that's, you know, that's a typical type of guy that Seattle has brought in over the last couple of years, found a spot for them, whether it's at corner or safety, uh, and, and just add some more athleticism to the, the back end of your defense. So keep an eye on Cameron Kelly going forward. Did you have another one? Uh, no, just the, just the under the radar. Okay, perfect. Let's go to our under the radar, our last category. Who did you have, Landon? Rod, I put Rod Smith. Because yes, I, I love think it. that I, I think that this, despite the fact that he's the number two running back to a guy that you're expecting to get enough touches to, you know, be an MVP candidate, uh, but despite all of that, I think he has a skill set that is worthy of getting of finding a way to get him involved. You know, and I think if this offense is, you know. Truly going to be more about spreading the ball around to different players. You know, I heard that that Bucky Brooks, I think, stat. I don't know if you heard that too, where when the, the all the Cowboys uh, record when Dak throws to eight or more receivers. Did you hear that? Mm, I did. Like they're fourteen and two, and he has a hundred uh, over a hundred percent QBR rating. It, it, so, I, it, in an effort to try to actually do the spread the ball around and do that, I think that you you need to involve guys like Rod Smith too. Who, uh, you know, yeah, he's your backup running back, but he can do things with the ball in his hand. He can he can carry the ball. He can you know he has value more than just the carries that uh, he's going to get because Zeke's tired, you know? So uh, I, I'm excited to see what he can do. I think he's obviously an improvement on uh, on just what uh, Al- Alfred Morris got. And Alfred Morris did well. I just think that Rod Smith is good enough that not only will he thrive when he's in there when Zeke's tired, but I think that there's there should be times when both him and Zeke are on the field at the same time. Uh, and 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 you know they're putting them either one in coverage and one in pass blocking or do whatever you want in motion. He played fullback, so you could motion him out as an H back. Do things with Rod Smith, get him involved. Rod Smith is a guy that the Cowboys really really like. I, I know they haven't said a lot about him publicly, and we kind of forget about him because they have Ezekiel Elliott. But they believe Rod Smith can be a star in the NFL, and that's why they are comfortable enough to let go of Alfred Morris, to not bring in another veteran running back behind Zeke. They really think that Rod Smith can be a really useful player. Uh, the under-the-radar guy that I have is Lance Lenore. Uh, you look at Lance's you know, athleticism, and it, it looks like he shouldn't be an NFL player. You look at his size, and it's very underwhelming. Uh, you look at his college profile, and there's nothing there that really excites you. 
But man, that's just a guy that when you get him on the football field, he just happens to make plays. Uh, last year with Cooper Rush, he was a guy that you know made a lot of plays in the preseason. It's going to be tough to crack this wide receiver room, and I'm I'm not sure if Lance will or not. But that's a guy that I think is good enough to stick on somebody's roster. So I'm going to be interested to see what Lenore has done. I know he's put in a lot of work this offseason. Uh, he was working out with one of those uh, wide receiver gurus. The, the name is blanking on me right now. But um, keep an eye out for Lance Lenore just to see what he can do. Guys, if you're like me, your schedule is packed with meetings, deadlines, and projects. It never leaves enough time to take care of ourselves. Uh, not enough sleep, not enough healthy diet, too much soda, whatever it is, you name it, life gets in the way. I'm excited to announce that we've partnered with a company called FNX, one of the fastest growing companies in the fitness and health space. Their products are clean and they get the job done. Check this out. They recently unveiled their new Dad Bod Bundle, which is basically a monthly fountain of youth, a sleep aid, curl oil, and a testosterone boost to make you feel like you're back in your 20s. Every product from FNX is legit. Personally, I've started drinking their AM protein mix with their greens every morning. It tastes great, uh, and you notice the difference immediately. You sleep better. You wake up better. Uh, you, you don't feel groggy in the morning. Uh, it, it's absolutely perfect. For our listeners only, go to fnxfit.com. Use offer code LOCKEDONFNX. That's LOCKEDONFNX at the checkout and get a 10% discount on all products fnxfit.com offer code locked on fnx that's fnx live in victory every day that's it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on itunes or wherever you get your podcast follow landon at mccool bcb make sure you check out his periscopes we'll make sure we tweet them out from the accounts uh you can follow the show at locked on cowboys i'm at marcus underscore mosier Enjoy training camp. We will be with you guys the entire way, uh, and we will see you guys later. 